0: hey hey welcome to season two episode 11 of monday state of mind brought to you by the harmony foundation my name is Michael Mazel, and I am your host. We are on season two, episode 11, and I am so excited to be here. Okay, you guys, the guest that I have today. Well, first of all, let me just tell you, when I met him, I was like, dude, we're going to be friends for a very long time, maybe eternity. I don't know, maybe into the afterworld. Who knows? He was somebody that I knew right away. I wanted to be on season two because if there's something that I have learned from season one of Monday State of Mind is that a lot of you listeners really like it when we have recurring guests and then you guys get to know them and you become a part of their story. Like you feel like you know them, even though you don't really know them. So insert the amazing Taylor that I have today. Taylor, what is good in the heart? What's going on, Michael? (laughs) I'm so stoked to be here. You guys, this human, he's just magic in human form. And I am just so, so excited. So Taylor, first things first, I want to talk about community. What do you want to know? (laughs) I was like, what do you want to know? Okay. So the biggest thing that I really want to hit home on is that so many people, when it comes to getting sober, you have to change playgrounds, playmates, the whole kit and caboodle, That's what they usually say. If you want to thrive in recovery is if you're going to change one thing, you change everything. And if there's something that I have gotten to know about you, Taylor, is that is exactly what you did.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, just starting off when I was drinking, I didn't have a community. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I was always running from community. I was always running from feeling something. I was always running from love and running from shame and I was running from all emotion that comes with having a community like family and friends. When I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of family and friends and I didn't feel a part of. So I started drinking. And so alcohol became my community and I didn't have anything else other than alcohol. And I bounced around the United States a lot and then I landed in small Salida and I've been sober. Community has really saved my
0: life. I've never heard this. And I love that you just said, you know, that, that alcohol was your community. Yeah, Like, and that is so true. And I've never heard that. I love that you said that was your everything. It was. So I started drinking because I was always alone. And
1: so with drinking, you feel like all of the feelings, you feel so good. You feel like you can conquer the world at times. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like when you want to grieve, you can grieve even harder when you're drunk. And so what I had to do when I quit drinking is I was dry for a little bit. And when I found community, I got to replace what alcohol gave me with feeling the the lows, but having support behind that and feeling the highs and having friends to support me during my highs and my lows. So that has been teaching me all about community and friends like yourself and other people I know here in town. And my life
0: is completely different since being sober and moving here, I've been able to watch it. And Taylor, I would love it if you would touch on even the reservations, because you have moved a lot in your life. And for you to settle into a place where people love you and they want to be around you and they want to be your community. What was that like for you, Taylor, to finally be able to be like, wow, what would it be like to actually be in a spot like Salida for a while and not just pick up and run away again?
1: It all started from, do you want me to get, do you want me to go all the way back? Go all the way back. <laughs> okay. Well, where my drinking really picked up is I, I used to be married. I used to have a house with a white fence and a front and backyard and I had a baby boy on the way and I was nervous. So I started drinking a lot. That kind of got out of hand and that led to me getting a divorce. And I mm. kept drinking every single day. I was looking for something that I was trying to find in my marriage. And then when that ended, all I had was alcohol. So I was like, fuck, what do I do? Oh, I'm going to run to the Pacific Northwest. And so I moved to the Pacific Northwest. I tried to stop drinking for a day or two. And then I started picking it up again because, you know, wherever you go there, there you are. And I never could stay in one place because I felt like I was letting people down and it all stemmed from my marriage. And I kept drinking and drinking and drinking just to get that old feeling of, feeling a part of back. yeah. And I was drinking and drinking and pushing my own heart away because mm-hmm. that love was always there, but I was moving. So I moved to Oregon. I lived on the beach in a tent for oh a year God. and a half. Oh my I lived at the bars. I lived at the clubs. I, and then I would go stumble back to my tent on the beach. And then I ended up in Vail, Colorado. COVID happened. And I moved to Salida and I got sober. And I had no alcohol and that was probably the roughest time of my life. Cause I had no alcohol, no drugs, no family, no friends. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And I remember somebody who tried to help me in the past. They said they tried to get me in the rooms and that voice popped in my head. And I truly believe that was my higher power. I found the rooms, of alcoholics anonymous, and I met a lot of good people and I got the love back
0: that was always there that I was always searching for. So, ah, <sighs> When we say community, community before was the bottle. And now Taylor, what has it meant for you to make the choice? Because we always have a choice, especially being sober. You've made the choice to immerse yourself in community, even in uncomfortable times and even really rad times with community. But what happened that was the catalyst for you to be like, you know what? I want to stay. And I love this community. Like, what was that tipping point for you?
1: The tipping point was when I tried to go back and do things my own way. So back in January, I was working here in Salida and I pretty much quit my job. I just wasn't having it anymore. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Vail, Colorado and live in my car. And uh, (laughs) that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. No, it's because (laughs) and it's honestly because like I was having all these emotions that I would never was used to. Christmas had just happened. I was feeling a lot of love from Christmas. And that freaked me out. And yeah. I was like, okay, what do I do? Everybody says that they love me. Everybody says that they care for me. You know, I care for them too, but I was so freaked out. <laughs> and so I made these little excuses. I was like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to search for a whole nother job. And so I went back to my old life in Vale, lived in my car. And I saw how much my self will got me. I was freezing in my car again. I had no friends, no family. And so after a month, I was like, you know what? I'm going back to Yeah. because <gasps> you don't know what you got because it's gone. And it was gone. And I wanted it back immediately. So I came back to Slida and dived right back in the rooms and got in the community and really just immersed myself in the big book. It's been seven or eight months and life is fantastic. Now I got a place, my car, my car is an actual car. It's not a home. <laughs> and uh, I got a really good job and my friends really never left or abandoned me like they have in the past or my family abandoned me. That was huge for me, you know, yeah. not coming back and, And everybody just welcomed me back with open arms was incredible. Yeah. So that to me was like what community I always wanted. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to settle here in Salida and really focus on helping other people. And that in turn helps myself. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: What's interesting that I see also with a lot of people getting into recovery, Taylor is making new friends, right? Or even like the trust factor, because like you said, at the end of your drinking, isolated by yourself, your community was your bottle. And I just love that you said that. I freaking love that. You guys, like, we're going to tagline that shit. We're going to trademark it. No big whoop. Put on a t-shirt. We're gonna put on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, there's trust, right? And there's also people have a hard time getting into new community because it's trust and it's acceptance. Can I trust that these people are really going to be here for me? Am I willing to accept a new way, a new environment even in in my life. And I would love it if you could talk about, because I feel like for those of you that are listening to this, a lot of times, like if you are struggling with trusting to bring new people into your life or trusting that when you pick up that phone to call them that they're going to be there, it's hard and it's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to find New friends, but it's also what I look at is AA and community. Like that is our medicine for recovery. Oh, yeah. And so I would love it if you would touch on what was it like for you building that trust with community? What was it like for you to be able to get into that acceptance piece of just being like, wow, you know what? I can accept these new people and not even that I have to. It's like I get to accept this new community that's helping me thrive.
1: Well, yeah, I think we all come into the room. It's like just kind of broken and shaken and. And uh, I came into the rooms and I had my head down and I was looking at everybody and judging them and- and, um, I wish I saw this, Taylor. (laughs) Oh my God, no, you don't. (laughs) But everyone says that, they're like, yeah, you had your head down, you just look like you were looking for a friend. And it was was very sad. And I was judging everybody because at my core, I was judging myself. I never thought I could be sober like these other people. And so I was like, how did they do this? Like they have an angle or like this person has an angle kind of just letting that whole judgment piece go and just accepting people for who they are. You know, I've met people that are completely different from me, different backgrounds, different yeah. politics, different everything, and just seeing them for human beings. And that helped me reconnect with myself and that built trust in myself by trusting others. Cause I couldn't trust anybody else when I was drinking. And even when I was a dry drunk and trying to get sober, I couldn't trust anybody. Cause I thought I was going to get hurt. And then one of my really good friends in the program. And with my sponsor, actually, he was like the first person I trusted. And I slowly saw these things come back into my life, these promises that he talked about from the big book. And I was like, okay, I trust this guy. And then once I started working the program and seeing other things come true for other people, I was like, I want more of this. So I started trusting and trusting and trusting more Found my higher power, trusted in that. And then I could start to believe in myself. I'm not a piece of shit like I thought I was when I came in the program. <sighs> and so my confidence came back. So now you see me in the rooms and I'm waving at people and high-fiving everybody. And I'm just like, these are my people. I felt like a cool kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, guys yeah. you're the cool kid. You're I'm, totally. I cool
1: walk kid. into the rooms and I'm just like, the fawns or something. <laughs> 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 you know, not to not to be egotistical, but I love it. And I'm just like, I feel good about myself, and in turn, I can help other people. And that all comes from trusting other people and trusting myself.
0: Uh, Taylor, if there was anything that you could say to the person that's listening to this, it is that's struggling with this idea of community or struggling with this idea of wow like my friends are also going to be in recovery because a lot of times like I will say for myself when I got sober I held on to friendships that I thought I needed because I was afraid of this identity shift or I was and I was afraid of of losing them and when in doubt what was really happening is that I was holding on to something that wasn't creating a healthy space for me and when I was able to detach with love from these old friendships that they served me for a time I was creating space for new friendships to come in and serve me in this part of my life, which is now recovery. What would you say to people that might be struggling with leaning in to their recovery community, leaning into, into new people that are really there to support them?
1: I had the same notions coming in, that. But- my way of thinking was the right way. Mm-hmm. And all I can say to people who might think the same way is set aside your notions of what you think the program is. Set aside your notions of who you think you are and set aside your notions of what you think a higher power is. Because if you just go in with a willingness to accept everything that the program tells you, I guarantee you'll get more back than, than what you're expecting. And I, you know, I'm still sober, but I had to completely find my humility and I had to completely go in with an open mind and lay all my judgments and what I thought the program was in the doorway. I would just say,
0: yeah, do that. This is <laughs> what we do, you guys. Like we come on here and we share real life experiences because that's what this is about. It's about myself and the people that come on here. They're here to share openly and freely so that hopefully it, it can touch you. And, and, you know, that's what we're here. We're here to continue to help you guys grow and evolve. So, Taylor, thank you. For being here today. Oh, of
1: course! Thanks for having me,
0: Taylor. If anybody wanted to get a hold of you and all of you guys that that listen to this, it'll be in the show notes. But just so you can say it, if people wanted to reach out to you or even follow you on social media, what are ways that the world can get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, probably the best way to reach me is on Instagram. My um, Instagram uh, name is I am Taylor Haynes. That's H A Y N E S. That's my last name, and you'll see a picture of my face. <laughs> And that's me.
0: Another one in the books. I am so stoked. Guys, I will see you again. (laughs) (laughs) You will see him again. This is amazing. This is how we do. Before we part ways, I do want to remind you that help is available. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, please reach out to Harmony Foundation at 970-586-4491. Because together we build better humans. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>